Welcome in to the Friday edition of Tapping the Keg Daily. We are joined by a special guest, Jay Ken. He's here. 12 Bars of Christmas is this Saturday. We're going to talk about that. He's at the brewery, 12 to 3, Harp, 3 to 6, and then Sophie as the nightcap. So make sure that you're checking him out. This is brought to you by that. And we're going to be talking about Wisconsin sports vibe checks, Packer vibe check, uh, Bucks vibe, vibe check. And then we'll talk about just where the nightlife scene is, what's what's been hot, what's been going on, and uh, everything else. But let's uh, welcome in Shay Ken. Uh, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Shay Ken underscore. What's happening, buddy? Not much, man. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, yeah. we've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, the Packers. I don't know the last time we talked, but it's been a while. Since the um, Detroit game. We, we, you you oh, came wow, out yeah. after the Detroit game, the first Detroit game. We Since were all like, do they have a Lions problem and everything like that? Yeah, it's been right. it's been quite a minute. So that was that was the last time that we that we we hooked up. And yeah, it's uh it, it's good to have you back. And yeah, definitely definitely look forward to uh to chatting it up. A lot has happened. A lot yeah. of opinions have changed about the Milwaukee Bucks and you know, and you know, how are you doing before we before we get going? Yeah, everything's good. Yeah, nightlife's been good. Um, staying pretty consistent with that. And yeah, trying to just live um week by week with the ups and downs of the Packers and, and obviously the Bucks in the early season. But right. um, you know, a lot to look forward to. Um, kind of some positives, you know, since we last talked. So yeah, yeah excited to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks because I feel like everybody's talking about the Bucks right now. Uh game ball gate. Uh, was massive. Uh, it was yeah. unfortunate that it was my day off of podcasting. I nearly decided to pull it out. I was like, ah, I thought, but I thought you might. I thought you might do a bonus I, pod. I thought I de- I thought long and hard about a bonus pod, and I was like, you know what? I don't have like it was there and and everything, and so you know, day jobs are a little early. The start times a little earlier, so it's harder to to connect all those dots. But anyways, it was just so crazy. And it was so nuts and this just fracas that took place. It, it, it really, it's very interesting because I feel like there's a lot of sides. I think everybody's sort of taking a side. I think that national media, like in terms of like the Colin Cowherds, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world are kind of on Giannis' side and more against Indiana. Right. And then the online people are more like hating on Giannis and are like, this is weird behavior. This is, they, they don't understand it. And so it's, it'll be really interesting to kind of see what the fallout is, I guess, in the next like 10 days. Like, is this what's going to motivate the box and they just go on a fucking tear mm-hmm. and absolutely just this, this woke them up essentially. and was like, okay, people aren't taking us seriously. We're getting punked in this league. And now we're going to show them that we're actually like, this brings them together. Or is this something that like, everybody's going to try to get, under Giannis's skin and see if they, you know, can get Giannis kicked out of a game or get Giannis, you know, kind of triggered, I guess, best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly a lot to cover and obviously we'll talk about, you know, the bucks from a, you know, not not under a microscope. We'll kind of take a step back and talk more about kind of where they're at, but yeah, I mean, I think I I messaged in, in our chat, like this is, this is now a rivalry, right? This was kind of like, it hasn't really been one for a long time. Indiana, you know, is is 
feeling good about themselves. Um, you know, they're a young team. They've they've obviously beaten the Bucks twice, and so they they think you know they've got something on us. But yeah, I think last night's game was one of the more you know together wins I think that I, I've yeah. seen them play was you know just. You know, Bobby's going to do it, right? If if anything happens, Bobby's going to have his nose in there. And there was obviously the the Neesmith foul, the hard foul, which it was hard. He didn't have to swing him down. I think I think it was blown out of proportion a little bit. But, I mean, the the swing down didn't look good. He was trying to hold him up. But um, obviously Bobby was, was going to take that as his opportunity to kind of insert himself into the action. Yeah, <laughs> the, big Bobby. Bo- Big Bob is literally like holding me, hold me back was like the was so funny to see. Um, but obviously, you know, it was chippy pretty much throughout the whole game. And obviously, the you know, now moving forward, there's gonna be kind of this this bad blood behind it all. And um yeah, man, just capped off. I think what Giannis is at averaging 52 <laughs> against uh against the the Pacers, which is just insanity. And um you know, it's it's funny, like, uh, you know, obviously with everything that was going on, there was some, you know, there's so many videos, so many leaked things from um, the event last night. And I saw yeah. Miles. I don't know if it was Miles Turner, but it was, you know, they showed his voice over like, no, don't give him yeah. the ball. Don't give him the ball. And I'm just like, really, dude, like, are you just pissed that this guy just dropped, you know, 64 on your head? And and I actually like Miles Turner. He's an athlete that I've I've followed for a long time when I worked uh, for Gatorade. I, I saw him in high school, you know, sat and talked with his dad good family. And I actually really like Miles Turner. I think there was, you know, rumors over the years of, you know, is Miles Turner a good fit on the Bucks? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all right, I saw that. And I'm like, if that was really his, his voice, I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like he, he, that was <laughs> yeah. the last throw. But um, yeah, I, I thought just like Giannis kind of making his stamp, you know, you can say what you want about like him being in there late or the team being in there late and, you know, maybe the extra points and the extra dunk, but you know, then stop them. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's, that's and they, kind of and where they... you're at. And they haven't had a lot of complete wins, to your point. And this right. was a complete win. The bench guys started to give up points. And they wanted to make sure that this was a complete win, that they mm-hmm. finished the complete win. And that, I think that was the ultimate goal with a lot of it. And uh, the, I saw a Bobby Portis quote, uh, I, which was, I got everybody's back no matter what, t- what, it, what it is, no matter what time or day. It could be 3 in the morning, you call me. I'm up. I'm ready. So that sums up exactly what you were yeah. saying about Bobby Portis. And I, I also think like for all the talking that, yeah, Turner got roasted in the quote tweets uh, when he, you know, he tweeted about something and then, you know, Halberton had the cap in the hat meme and Halberton got locked up in that second half. Like Dame played yeah. like for all yeah. the shit Dame gets about defense. Halberton didn't do a goddamn thing in that second half. And yep. Fox Valley tough Tyrese was just absolute non-factor. And, you know, and, and yeah, it was like they really took this seriously. And, I, you know, if this is what it takes to light a fire under your ass, then fine. Then that's mm-hmm. that's it. And Adrian Griffin also made some really good adjustments, putting Giannis, you know, on Turner and basically mm-hmm. keeping Brooke away. And he realized, acknowledged, like, hey, Brooke really can't play in this matchup. But yep. we, we don't really have anything else. We can't go with a, a Giannis at the five lineup. I think ideally against Indiana, if you were to play him in the playoffs and you had all your guys, you'd have Giannis at the five. Jay would be in there, and you'd rotate Jay and Pat, and you'd yeah. play you'd play uh, uh, Brooks sparringly. 
and it just wouldn't be a Brooks series. Yeah, and that, and that's that's the one thing. And you know, like I said, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. But I I think that's the one thing that I'm most worried about is like is Griff making the adjustments. Like he's not like this. This defense isn't gonna like change anymore. Like it is what it is. I think I, he's gonna have to figure that out and there's going to have to be some Brook games. There's going to be some Brook, you know, series that Brook probably doesn't play that much. Right. And I think it's, mm-hmm. it's all a matter of the matchups. Is this, you know, something he can do? I mean, you know, they're not, they're not going to get fresher towards the end of the year. Right. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. kind of have to be kind of smart with him, especially with um, some of the series. Cause he's just, he, he can't guard somebody 30 feet from the basket. It's just not where he is. And if that's, uh, you know, the, if that's the the heart of the the Griff off or excuse me defense, then he's gonna have to kind of get creative with some of the matchups. And I think when Pat and like you said, Jay are back and Jay could kind of play that small big four, right. which he's done in the past. Um, right, he can do that. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interested. I, I I think my biggest thing, and and I don't want to speak this into existence or it's nothing I've heard or anything, but I, I'm I'm wondering if this is like a moment where Dame finally sees kind of everything and, and, you know, fully buys in, you know, I don't know that he's fully there yet. You know, I think, you know, with, with some of the going out stuff and this and that, and and this Mm -hmm. is maybe something that none of us really know is, is just, you know, he mentioned, Hey, I haven't even gotten started yet. And, you know, since he said that he's had his, you know, three of his worst games as a buck. Um, And I looked at some of the splits, like he, you know, his, you know, 31 and on game is three point percentage spikes right after kind of game 30 in, uh, you know, since 2019, it, it, it jumps into the forties. And I'm wondering if, it, you know, if it's just Dame being like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm me until Christmas. And then when Christmas hits after that, I know I have to turn it up. Um, and maybe that's what it is. You know, I, like I said, I don't want to say he's not invested, fully invested in this team. Um, he's just so mild mannered as it is, but you know, I think a win like this, like seeing Bobby and seeing the crowd and like just seeing the togetherness of the team and like the magic that is Giannis and having an asset like that. And, you know, you were that in, in Portland for your, your entire career, figuring out exactly how to fit in with that kind of being the A and, and being the B when you need to. Um, hopefully this is a game that helps kind of push that and, um, and, and, you know, get us to where we're supposed to be, you know, towards Christmas, towards the all-star break, and then, you know, into kind of the, the nitty gritty of the the final end of the season. Yeah. I, I think as I've, I've said a lot on the pod this last couple of weeks, as I've called it the divorce dad energy with Damian Lillard with the going out mm-hmm. stuff where it's mm-hmm. just like, he's just living this like divorce dad life where it's like, I'm like now single and I can do, and I'm in a new city with new girls and new everything and mm-hmm. he's enjoying it. And yeah. at some point it'll, it'll go away at some point. It'll, you know, it'll, it'll get old. I hope Um, at some point to your point, 31 games in the season. All right. It's time not to stop fucking around. It'll be also very funny given the fact that the game against Pacers is the first of the month and it's new year's Eve the night before. Like, I think Yas is going to make everybody locked out. Like I really do. Like I think yeah, he's gonna it, be like he's gonna be like guys, uh, we can't go out. Like mm-hmm. I know you want to go out. We can go out at we can go out like after the sack. Like we have them the first and the third. We can go out after that. We'll get Griff to give us a night off. Like we'll we'll figure it out. But like we can't go out. Like we gotta just absolutely pound this team on the first yeah. first of the year. And it's it's kind of the same thing like with him. And I I, I think 
I don't, I don't, again, like I said, I, I don't be believe that they aren't, but like Beasley too, right? He's a younger guy. Not he, well, Jesus, he's not younger, but he's going out, right? He had his birthday, yeah. the Vegas thing. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, you, I think a lot of people have been like, hey, it just seems like maybe Giannis is, is, is the only one really locked in at the moment. And it's just who, who Giannis adult, is. The only adults in the room, right? Yeah. Like, it and kind it's of feels like, that way. Yeah. And Chris is Chris. You know, he is, you know, he's, right. he's kind of just mild mannered. He's, does what he does and and he's not that type but you know it's like okay you know bobby still still enjoys himself right um you know believe beasley's out dame is out. i mean dame was at uh the sophie on a monday like over a month ago and i'm like kind of monday dude like <laughs> so like yeah it, it's it's just you know he's he's going out he's enjoying himself which is fine but like yeah. i'm just hoping when it's time you know time to ratchet down yeah. and, and and lock in and it, it, again if that's what he has done in portland and that's been his thing um then great you know you will you won't mention anything about you know these first 20 or so games and it'll all be in the past so i'm hoping that's you know this is maybe that that step towards that and i think the next couple of weeks are going to be be really important before we uh head to the vibes you know this weekend is very interesting because they play detroit at five o'clock on mm -hmm. saturday and detroit hasn't won a game in half of like six weeks 20 play, yeah, was they, it 22 right now they play Philadelphia tonight. Uh, it would be great for if they could beat the Sixers somehow, some way, because that game terrifies the living hell out of me. Because it's just it it it's what the Bucks have done all year. They play with their food. They nearly lost that Detroit team. You know, granted, it, Giannis got kicked out of that game, but and so maybe Giannis has some aggression towards that. Who knows, right? But. Uh, or maybe the response from the game ball stuff and they just take care of business mm -hmm. and it's not a big deal, but I am a little worried about that game in itself. And then, and then you get Houston on a Sunday and they've, they just never seem to play well on Sundays. That's just a, a, yeah. whether it go out, not go out, even, but even during the bud years, seeming and that Houston team is yeah. you know, full of motherfuckers and they, they haven't played well on the road this year. So that's, I guess the one thing you got going for you with that matchup. Yeah. I'm not, not as worried about the Detroit game. Obviously it's a weird time, like five o'clock. Right. Like, you know, obviously in Milwaukee, there's going to be a lot going on, but it's kind of weird. Totally. Um, I wonder if they'll, if they'll travel that night to, is it, it's in Houston. It, no, it's at home. Oh, they're, at home. They're, okay. they're at home. So it's, yeah, that's right. For like, yeah, yeah, that's right. They're that's at right. home till that New York game on the 23rd. So, 23rd, right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll, I mean, yeah, I don't, for, I, that that's one of the teams they're kind of like Atlanta like Houston is just one of those teams I don't like to, for us to you know match up again a young energy like to get the ball moving um, you got Van Vliet. You know, Van Vliet you got you know Dylan Brooks being a pest um you know young some young pieces Jabari Smith and, and Jalen Green obviously Shangun um, who's been a revelation this year too and yeah, stuff like yeah. that inside so it's like so I'm not worried yeah Detroit maybe not so much um that Sunday kind of hangover yeah. again a five o'clock start you know that those yeah. most of those guys are going out unfortunately um and, yeah uh, yeah you worried a little uh, worried a little bit about that Sunday one but um again like I said if it's if if it's a game and, and these guys and they're like hey we kind of you know just do our thing until a certain point in the season and then it's we lock in great I the one thing uh, with with Bobby um you know you we love that we love his energy I'm wondering if he's trying to 
you know, just kind of still cement himself in Milwaukee and be like, Hey guys, oh. like I, I'm the guy I, I'm, I'm here. I, no matter what, I'm a diehard, you know, this and that, because I think there's been a lot of conversations of is it time to move on from Bobby? You know, I think the casuals would obviously hate that. I think if you're, yes. you know, watching games, you know, he's, he hasn't been himself this year. He, yep. the splits home and away are staggering. Um, you hate to lose a, a kind of a glue guy like that and, and really a voice and, and kind of the muscle, if you will. Um, and you really kind of look at the roster and you're like, all right, it's Jay, Jay, the only other guy that kind of has yep. that. So you would hate to lose that, but really at the end of the day, he might be one of the only movable assets that the Bucks have without, you know, without trying to get rid of the youth on this team in Marshawn or, or Jackson um, and moving one of those pieces. So I, I don't know that they'll, they'll move him or anything, but I'm wondering if he, he's just like, trying to cement himself and, and, and keep his place here in Milwaukee. That's, I mean, that's a really interesting theory, right? That's like, it's almost like the Drew thing. Cause Drew, there was a story about how Drew was like, I want to retire a bomb. It was the day, the day after, right? Or it was like a couple before, of days yeah. before, but I think Drew got word that, yeah, it might be in trade talks. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to move. And now Bobby Portis kind of doing a similar thing of like, I don't want to leave this team. And I think the Bucs will obviously have to evaluate and say, do we have enough to win a championship when we're fully healthy? I think Mm -hmm. a lot of the misnomers about maybe Bobby and what's going on right now is the Bucs have no bench. And Mm -hmm. I agree that I've been more on the trade Bobby side of the table, but I I just, I also kind of at least read, you know, can reel with the fact that it's only Portis and Payne are the only guys that can kind of make baskets. And, both can drive you absolutely nuts because they they're black Jesus holes. They Christ. they get Damn. them. Yeah. Oh, campaign! I'm out. Like I, I he's just he's got he's got one great play a game for every ten terrible plays. Like he found uh, Marjan back cutting yesterday, and then he had the missed layup after he had the air ball oh, yeah. three, and then he had the cut that Giannis found him. I thought it was going to go up again, but then found Bobby on the. Uh, in the corner for a three, which is a nice big move for that. But he just he just says again five possessions for terrible possession for every good one, and yeah. um, he just it sucks because like the way Griff is playing Dame the entire first quarter, it's like you have to play Cam almost like the entire you know half of the second, yep. and then he rides him a little longer. I think I'd like to see those minutes spread between Marjan and, and Andre Jackson a little bit more. Absolutely. But you need, I mean, you need a, a backup point guard and really without campaign there, there isn't one. And you don't want to have to go back to like point Giannis or Chris no. bringing up the ball. Like God well, Chris trying to like ball handle Chris, you know, if, Chris's, if ball hand, Chris's ball handling has been terrible. I mean, he's right. still a really good passer, but he just, he has like three, three, awful turnovers mm-hmm. a, a game and so yeah it's there's a lot there i mean i i in terms of like vibe check of like positive vibes i i feel like Giannis is it's as good as i've seen Giannis just in general um yeah. i i don't think there's anything that i i feel like it's like bad right now he's just playing at another level and i don't really care about like the mvp disrespect it's annoying but I also I kind of don't give a shit. And if yeah. now the national guys are starting to like treat him like I, I saw my guy Shafty was called him Big Kobe. Like if they start treating him like like kind of like a psycho like that, then I think the narrative starts shifting again. And it's just ever it's ever shifting because 
there's too much NBA content and they don't have enough to talk about. So they have to keep moving goalposts. Yeah. I mean, the Giannis numbers are really, I mean, they're all kind of up in, in different areas, right? He's taking, I think the le- least amount of threes since his 2015 or 2016 season. So one of, you know, some, yeah, one like of his that. earlier years. So his threes are down. And I think I saw some today was like the first time in, First, you know, first player to, to record, oh, yeah. you know, Jordan and Shaq. Yeah. Without it, was it without taking a three? Yeah, was one of without making a three, making a three, so making a three. So, um, yeah, yeah. So his efficiency numbers are are up across the board. He's shooting. I mean, geez, you look at some of his big games and he's, and he's shooting somewhere in the range of 70, 75% from the line. He's getting, geez, what did he get to the line 32 times yesterday? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, some of the, you know, you know, and he's shooting those at a high clip, right? If he misses, Five or six of those, you know, who knows? It's it maybe is a closer game, but um, all of his efficiency numbers, the the numbers he's shooting around the basket are just so much higher, so much more efficient. And some of that has to do with Dame and kind of the scheme. A lot of it just has to do with Giannis, you know, just being more cerebral with his game and knowing where where he can dominate you know, the majority of the teams. I think there's still some aspects that he's going to have to learn. Right when he plays against Boston, like that might not be a Giannis game, you know, that, you know, yeah. that might have to be a Dame game. That might have to be a Brook game or a Chris game. And he has to facilitate in other ways. Um, but again, you know, Boston being one of the top teams in the NBA, one of the best defend- defensive teams, he'll have to figure that out. And that'll, that'll lean on, on Griff a little bit too. But um, yeah, I mean, Giannis has been great. Um, you know, I think, I think Dame will figure it out. Right. He's just yeah. had kind of a, a bad stretch here. Yeah. Um, but before that, he was having somewhere in the range of 27 is 28 points. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making the right reads. He had three turnovers yesterday that were not great. Um, one, one was a bad pat. One of the bad pocket pass got took. Another yeah. one was he ran into, um, you know, after a screen, he ran into a guy and I thought they should have called a foul. But um, you saw yesterday his shot wasn't falling. So he started getting to the rim a little bit. And he's he's strong like when he drives. Yeah. He actually oh, yeah. kind of reminds me of Drew It's like he's actually stronger with the ball, but, fin- than... but finishes way better. Drew, Drew, by yeah. the way, did you I don't know if you saw this today. Some guy the one of the Boston like beat writers was like, oh, Drew Holiday's like I thought last year's like poor finishing at the rim was a mirage and he's worse this year. And it's like, yeah, I did. I I did not that, but I did see his numbers were uh, in, you know, finishing in the paint were down. Um, But yeah. And, and like you said, I think he gets a bad rep and he's even said it himself is he's, he is a better defender when he wants to, he does fall asleep at times, which drives me crazy. And Chris does the same thing. Um, but for his size and, you know, coming in and, and trying to fill that void, he's actually a, he's actually a pretty good defender when he wants to be, um, like had a nice strip on East Smith yesterday, yeah. like, oh, like yeah, got that kind great. of hook around offensive. And, and, um, and so I think, I think if he can, again, ratch, you know, bat, hatch it down, lock in defensively and offensively um and it's it's gonna be scary i will say and i i hear a lot of more and more bucks media bucks twitter of you know beasley and his defense and how bad it is when you watch the game i love his pressure he's not big he's he's not you know overly quick but he's in those guys you know jerseys and i yeah. i like 
the effort is there, right? It's not yeah. like he's lazy. He gives a Again, shit. He, he he does. He gives a shit. Absolutely. No, and I, I think agree. he got a he got a lot of discourse earlier in the year, and I think, um, you know, deservingly so. He didn't start great, and I think it was like, hey, are we ready to move to Marjan? Are we ready to move to Jay? But he has definitely earned his spot right now, at least in in kind of the way the the roster is, and and with the injuries, um, I've been really really pleased with Beasley. I think you know, I, agree. I think you talked about it, just like just some of the fun stuff he brings and the shimmy and and yeah. just tying. You know, he he seems to get along and fit with this team, so I'm I'm excited to c- him to continue to grow. Hopefully, um, when when Jay and and Pat get healthy, I don't know that that they would be ready to move um, either of them into any sort of starting role. I don't think no, I, or Andre will either. And I think, you know, Beasley's earned that spot and you're going to probably need his defense, even though people seem to shit on it, um, you know, at least for, you know, the the opposing point guards. Right. And I, I mean, the Beasley number, offensive rating numbers for the pack or the Bucks offense is like 15.5 in the last like 15 and it's the second best in the NBA. It's right behind mm-hmm. Boston. And it's it's really good. Their starting lineup is really good. And that goes back to the bench injuries. And it's like, just get the bench healthy. Maybe get one or two more guys. Have Jackson Jr. and Bar- and Marjan develop. I kind of want to see them together more. We saw that last yesterday. And there was a huge spark with that. Like, get mm-hmm. those guys playing the same at the same time early yeah. on in the game. What's the worst that can happen, right? Yeah. It's just a ton of energy on the court and I felt I I feel still strongly that Andre Jackson Jr. is going to play like 20 minutes a game by March it's just we gotta it's gonna take time he yeah. can't follow as much he it's just it's it it's there you can see it and yeah it, he's it, got it, yeah I was just saying he, he's got that like freshman energy right or, oh, you know oh, really that rookie totally. where he's like up in Halberton's grill from you know you know 84 feet or whatever and he's yeah. You know, but then the second he gets turned, it's a free Halliburton yep. layup. So it's like he has to learn that. I love his pressure, but it's palpable the inner the yeah. energy that him and yeah. him and Marjan bring on the defensive side. So I like what that brings. I think he's just he just needs experience with um, you know, playing in the NBA and knowing where to pick and choose his spots, where to be aggressive and, yep. and where to kind of save himself. Yeah, and hopefully it means smart they just start drafting more big East guys, you know, and we get Tyler <laughs> Kolick in the set. We killed on that second round pick and Tyler Kolick's our backup point guard next year. That's mm, boy. <laughs> there we go. speaking it into existence. I did see him, I did see him um he's projected right around there. Somewhere in that range, yeah. Yeah, you would you could be on this big east plane if Syracuse were an assholes about it and they had to had to care about football. You could be right there with us and hey. It, you want to talk? You want to talk some serious excitement? Syracuse football is starting. Bram Brown, Bram Brown, yeah. Did you that, see who's that, coming for a, a visit? McCord, right? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Exciting stuff. Uh, but anyways, anything like that you feel positive, bad vibes, kind of like uneven vibes, where you're like, I don't really know yet. You know? Any- yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I if, if yesterday would have gone differently i probably would have come in guns blazing on this on this one just because i feel like we've we meaning you and some of the other me have just given a lot of a leash to the bucks with kind of where they're at i'm just i'm staying neutral right now right i think some of the losses that they've had have just really pissed me off right so yeah getting blown out by atlanta getting blown out by toronto i know the the first indiana loss was without dame but then you lose without dame to orlando who's, who's maybe better than we thought but you yeah. you score a season low 
in points in that game. The Boston game is what it is. You know, you know, it could could have gone either way. I was I hated the way they played, but it, at the end of the day, it was a a three point win in Boston. You know, whatever that's that's either way. The Chicago loss is probably the one that pisses me off the most because oh, yeah. you know they they had no Levine, no DeRozan in that one, and then the game on Tuesday, um, you know where they you know they only won by four. Caruso and Levine weren't playing, so it's like, yeah, a, a win's a win, but like. And, and there probably isn't such a thing as a bad win, but there are just some that you're just like, come on guys. Like these are not games that should be close. These are, these are games that with your collective being healthy and playing should be, you know, pretty easy wins. And I, I give Chicago some credit. They're playing well. Kobe well, White has played a lot better too. Well, yeah. Um, Chicago, can I just really so, interject on the Chicago and then I'll let you go back. Chicago. I think just, it's pretty much Zach Levine's an asshole. And they don't like playing with him. And you. Yeah, he's getting moved. Oh, yeah. But I don't know who wants him because it's like. So tonight they beat Miami on the road on a three nights and four in Miami, 124 to 116. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe this Bulls team is like, I'm not saying they're good, but like they're kind of back to being that like, you know, playing, stop playing team. So I, I hear you. I, I hate it. I hate that the, the Bulls lost in Chicago, but it's almost one of those where does that loss look a little bit better? I realize they didn't play well. I'm not trying to dismiss that or carry the water, but I, I just wonder, is it like sometimes those Packer losses, like the Broncos one, for example, like does that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. looks a little better than it did when we were mad about it. But yeah. I, I agree. They did not play well. But so so mm-hmm. sorry. Continue. I just wanted to. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's they're just... playing better. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, I think Caruso has a bigger impact on that team than Levine does. And obviously they played better without him. So like, obviously the, the win the other night was, was big, but again, there was, there was no Caruso in that one. Um, You know, just some of the, like the Portland one just drove me crazy. Right. I mean, Oh yeah. That, that that kind of just set a precedent. Like what's, what's going on. I granted they won the game, but it's like, Come on, like what? You right. know, th- these are games that should be walk away victories, and you had to come down and make the biggest, make biggest comeback of of the entire season. And it just, I just, that was bad vibes. Like when I watched oh, yeah. that game, oh, yeah. I like, I'm like, all right, really, what are we? So, I'm still just not not crazy about the defense and the switching with with having Brooke, you know, thirty feet from the basket and and people are going to scheme for that. And Indiana did it really, really well. The first two games, it wasn't as great yesterday because Halliburton was, wasn't awesome. And and I think Dame, I, I don't know. I, I didn't hear this officially. I think Dame requested the assignment on Halliburton for this game. Um, yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious to know if there was, if that was true or not, but yeah, I just, there, there's going to be teams that scheme for kind of the, the aggressive way we play. Um, and I don't know if it if it's Griff, you know, maybe they don't do the drop when Brooke is is not in the game and they get a little bit more aggressive with their smaller lineups. Like, is that something they could pull off? Um, so again, I don't know that the defense is gonna get progressively better. Um, you know, in, in kind of the sense they're at. I think they're what 22nd like overall. Yeah, in as far they're as 20, defense they're, and... they're 22nd in net rating, but I feel like it's been better if you just if you pull out the early on like it let you the go to the last yeah you go to the last like 15 games i'll get it here quick um yeah i i hear you i i think that the fuck around and find out 
ness of this team is is really frustrating mm-hmm. and really annoying. Um, but I I also I also think that it it can get improved. It can at some point, you know, they they can sort of right this ship and realize and lock in and maybe that's me being optimistic and there are going to be bad losses. And I, I think what happened is they've compounded their bad losses. So it looks so, it, it looks so much larger in the grand scheme of things than when we were, you know, when we, we were just watching, you know, there were some bad bud losses too. Think about that mm-hmm. Charlotte mm-hmm. game, right? Where Charlotte came out and could not stop with three pointers in that game. And we yeah. lost by like 50. Yeah. And it sucked, but it was like one time and it wasn't like it wasn't compounded. So I think that that has something to do with it. As for the last 15 games for Milwaukee, they're 12 and three. They have an offensive rating of 123 over 100, which is set third in the league. And then their defensive rating is 115.2 over 100, which is 13th in the league. So overall, their net rating is at 7.8. And my, so that's pretty good. And it's third yeah. in the league. It's just behind yeah. the Thunder and the Sixers. So it's been better. I think the fact that you've been at home, you're at home now for two weeks. It's like everybody's sleeping in their own beds. Yeah. Everybody's coming to practice. There's no travel. I think it, it gets a lot of time for team bonding. It get, you know, you can do dinners. You can, you know, hang out at the facility. You can hang out after games and just have a couple of drinks. Like, you can yeah. do all these things. And I, I do think that's important for a team that's still that says they're still trying to find their chemistry. Like yeah. if they go on the road or you know, and then they have, I think, like four on the road, they they go on the road after that and it still looks this bad, then it's like, like, what are we doing? What mm-hmm. what are what are we what are we doing? So Yeah. And I, I was encouraged today. I heard I read or heard something um in one of the podcasts listen that Damien Giannis actually go to each other's houses. I don't know if it's he goes to Dame, Dame goes to Giannis, and they watch film together, um, which is incredible because, like, on the court, they don't, like, they don't talk a ton. Like, they're very kind of quiet. They aren't, you know, and that's just Dame, and that's kind of just them both kind of going about their business. So that was that was something I was encouraging to hear. But, yeah, I, again, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because it's, it's just who they are right now, right? It's this mm-hmm. – we're going to come out in the first or we're going to come out in the third. We're going to shit the bed in one of the other ones. And then we're going to try and turn it on the fourth. You couldn't do that against Boston. Right. You know, and in some of the games um, it's just not going to work. You're going to, you know, put yourself in a hole. And, and so that's just kind of who they are right now. And I'm trying to accept that for who they are until really we see this team at, at full strength. And, and again, I think it's, it's unfair to be like, Hey, Jay comes back and it's this, crazy you know solve for the defense yep. and they're going to be so much better it will help i think pat is a really good system defender he's not the greatest yeah. one-on-one defender but he's good as a team defender yeah um, so getting them back i think will help um and uh, it, over time the two young guys will help too so i'm, I'm just kind of taking they them who for who they are right now and um and hopefully staying healthy and, and getting us all healthy kind of after christmas and uh and kind of hopefully taking that next step. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see we'll see what happens. Well we should I do we should move. Well, I do have one question that I did want to bring up and I Yeah, I, you you told me you had a couple things you wanted to throw at me. So I'm yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for so, interrogation. So I I'm curious is I 
I feel like this is not talked about enough is that do you think Griffin would still have been the higher if the Dame trade happened before? Great question. I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I I think that they they thought they were going with the team. They thought they could use Drew as sort of this blitzing guard and they thought that, that was the team they had going in all along. And I think they would have adjusted their search if Dame was brought in before the coaching search. Um, yeah. I think, though, I will also say that if you were to tell me, kind of flip the question a little bit, would you have kept Bud if you knew Dame was getting there? No, I would not have. Uh, yeah, um, I think I think the course had – or yes, I, think, I think that that we had run its course with Bud. I think, I think Giannis did about as nice as he could to be like, get this motherfucker out of here. And mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. it was all done in silence. I think the coolest thing about John Horst is he doesn't leak anything. I think that's why the media got so frustrated about some stuff because mm-hmm. Lazary was the leak. Bud was the leak. What you found out was Bud had so many friends in the media. Like Zach Lowe right. was like, oh, I went to dinner with him. It's like, oh, cool. So all this like dick sucking about the Bucks is really just because you like the coach and you want to be on their staff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I I just, I, I think that you ran to your point, ran its course with Bud. Uh, but I, I think it would have been done a little differently. So it'll be curious to see what happens if they don't reach the goal of the NBA finals. If they do move on and it's a one and done thing with Griff and they try to fit a guy closer to Dame. I mean, what there's there's so much basketball left where we have yeah. no idea, no idea what it might look like. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I think you we've gone back and forth on on kind of like the Nick Nurse, was was he the guy? And I think the minutes thing is is one thing, but if you look at Dame and Giannis, they're paying 35 apiece. Day, you know, up up from last year. Brooks about the same. Chris is obviously lower because of his his restriction. But mm-hmm. and I'm not saying like Nurse was the guy, but I I go back like maybe you know if let's just say you know let's just say the the Bucks get bounced in the first or the second round or you know is, is that enough to be like do we move on or you know ah. you kind of take a step back and look at like maybe may you know maybe we you know didn't have the timing right and and you can't yeah. really help when it happened well, and. I, but like I think said, there's a lot of, I, lot of basketball left. I, I, yeah, a lot of basketball left. I want to get the Packers, but I, I will add, like, I think Nurse is a extreme asshole, and I don't think Giannis wanted to play for Nurse. And I think that, Gian, yeah, I don't know if Giannis signs the extension if Nurse gets hired. Uh, I will put that. And then I'll also add, thing to think about is, let's just say Brooke and Chris play well enough they're on expiring deals next year, and the Bucks will have three available first-rounders as well next year so you could go hunting for somebody i don't know who that is but you could say all right we're gonna get a two-way guy to pair with Giannis and dame we're gonna get a younger middleton i don't know if Giannis would do that because middleton and him are very tight they, mm-hmm. they, there's a lot that's been there but it it could happen and so yeah lots to think about a lot of basketball still to play Real, yeah. uh, hopefully I, hopefully we're two and on the weekend go ahead I got one last one is do you, do you think they make a move here at, before the deadline? I know there's been a lot of, a lot thrown around Marcus smart. I think the package that's out there for Marcus smart is way too much. Um, I would love a guy like OG, but the, the D no. the deal that he was getting have, from, yeah. for like Harrow, it was just out of, just out of pocket. So do you think they make a, a move? Uh, probably not of that size, but do you think they make a move 
um, for maybe one more perimeter defender, some guy maybe I, on a ex expiring or a vet min that yeah. uh, that could come in and, and be valuable. Yeah, I, I think they will make some sort of move, right? Um, and that they, I don't know when it will happen, right? I think they want to see that full team. I think they want to see the bench at in full. It, I think it could be somewhere in January. I kind of hate him as a player, but mm. I, you know, Andre Drummond is kind of interesting from the fact they don't have another big man. I, big, yeah. Right. They, they kind of need a backup big because Robin Lopez has given you absolutely nothing and maybe say to Brooke, like, Hey, it was cool. It was real, but you're not Giannis. We don't need yeah. to carry your brother on this roster. Um, I, he has, I think it might not work contracts wise. He has a cheap contract, but it's, it's like three years, 18 million, but John Conchar of Memphis is interesting. Yeah. Um, one of the one, the bigger one that's been thrown around that would include like Bobby would include Marjan would include that pick would be Andrew Wiggins. And I, I like it. what don't, don't love it. it. Mm -hmm. I here's the thing with the Wiggins thing I would only talk myself into is because he kills the Celtics. And that would be the reason why <laughs> he, no, yeah, he does I mean, though. He, he, he is, yeah, he has, he yeah. put Tatum in a, in a torture chamber and he absolutely abused the Celtics. And I would also be nervous. I'll just keep it to there. Like if the Sixers got Wiggins, I would feel the same way. Like, okay, like you got to work like, and the, I, the Sixers have more assets than we do more money to spend than we do. Like I would not sleep on that as a move for the Sixers to get Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I think that's a, a real possibility. Yeah. I can't even, I'm going to say this, but no, would but, you entertain, would you entertain something for Draymond? No, no, absolutely not. He's a cancer. Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, if, I, if, I, if he would have like, if, Murph, if some of the stuff that, that didn't happen this year or, like he's always been a shithead, but it's like, yeah, man, he's kind of he's kind of the type of guy, not the type of guy you don't want like a piece of shit, but you kind of want a, a, a guy that's not ball dominant, defensive. I, I it's it's too much now, but well, uh, I just had yeah. to throw that out there. I mean, our guy National Media Murph brought it up a couple weeks ago, or brought it up like the day after. So I mean, you, look, it's definitely something. I think every, I'll put it this way, and then we'll talk backwards. Every team is going to kick the tires on Draymond. They're sure. going to at least have a conversation. They're not going to, it probably won't go that far. They're going to have a conversation and it'll see where it goes. All right. Green Bay Packers. Uh, they take on Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Uh, old NFC central rivalry renewed uh, the Packers and Bucks with, it's a three and a half point spread uh, for, for the Packers. And you come in where you're pretty banged up. Uh, AJ Dillon has a broken thumb. Uh, you have a situation where you don't know what's really going on with Jair Alexander. Um, yep. you <laughs> have, you have Quay Walker. I think Quay Walker practice day, but it's, there's just a lot there. And I, I worry they're running out of bodies. Now you did get wicks back, which is great. I thought he had a yeah. high ankle sprain and MetLife claimed his ankles. He's like, my ankles fucked up. Now he's playing. So he was overreacted a little bit. So that's great. Yeah. Um, and Jaden Reed, I think also had an ankle issue. So I, I, I still feel okay about the game because Baker Mayfield has faced Packers the last two years with Joe Barry running the defense and he's been absolute trash in those yeah. two games. Now he has more talent, but I, I just, I think that there are certain quarterbacks that Joe Barry is good against. There's certain ones that he's really, really bad and a risk taker like Baker, I think actually works to Joe Barry and his schemes advantage. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, glad that the game's at home, even though the, the weather is, is yeah, unfortunately, yeah. closer to Florida yeah, weather than it will be. Yeah, it's gonna be like fucking 40. Like it's yeah. not not fair. Like we need we need like that snowball game from years ago. Like we need it to yeah. be just absolute, absolute miserable conditions for these guys. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, the only thing I worry about is Mike Evans coming off one of his, you know, career, his season worst game. And you're just like, man, I don't know if, if any of these guys are going to be able to hang with, it. I mean, he might have 200 yards. Um, but no, I mean, the defense has been playing well, you know, playing better uh, with the exception of kind of, you know, getting run all over in the giants game. And that's without Quay. I mean, when you watch Quay on the field and when he's not on the field, there's, there's obviously a clear difference with, um, you know, the run defense, but yeah, I, I don't know. I might, I'm kind of out on Jair. I mean, like if, if you're not oh, here, yeah. you're not bought in. Like, Oh yeah. Bad vibes. I mean, you want to talk bad vibes. Like Jair right. is the baddest of bad vibes. Didn't travel with the team on Monday and they were like, Oh, it's injury management. Like that's a huge red flag. And mm-hmm. like, if you, to your point, like if you're not in, you're not in and right. you, we've paid you all this money and a lot of the Packer Twitter is like, oh, you're overreacting. He's not healthy. I think Gary Ellerson was the wrong vehicle for what he was saying. Like, I think what Gary Ellerson said, there was some truth to that. But I think because it came out of Gary Ellerson's mouth, it didn't really land. Because like he said, the Bakhtiari effect. And David mm-hmm. Bakhtiari is like, oh, I'm curious what you mean by that. But it's kind of true. It's kind of true, though. Like, David Bakhtiari set this tone of like, if you're hurt, you don't want to play now. I'm not playing I, on a turf for this. Or right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do think they held Watson and Jones because of the MetLife turf. I truly believe that they were like, we don't want to, we don't want to risk this. We shouldn't lose this game. We, we can't, now I wouldn't say you couldn't lose this game. It did hurt you from a playoff seeding perspective, but you're still the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. So we can try to win without you. And now you come back and you should have Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones will play. I Christian Watson will see. Um, maybe it's another week for him. That mm-hmm. would be a bummer. Uh, because that offense, you know, the guy who probably looked the best after that Giants game is Christian Watson. Because we all were like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Vibes kind of bad him. And then all of a sudden he had a few good games. And now you watch you watch that team without Christian Watson and you're like, fuck, you need yeah. that. Will- you need- oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. Obviously, Wicks went down in that game, and yeah, I've watched him closer because I, I had him in in fantasy. So obviously, you're, you're tight. You, you look at you look at those guys a little bit tighter. He's the only really other field stretcher that yeah. we have, in my opinion. Like Jaden Reed's all short stuff. Malik Keith, obviously, when he gets a chance to, but there's and and Rogo Dobbs isn't that. But like when Watson and, and Wicks, like Wicks would always kind of be that middle, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he'd get a, a 25 or a 30 yard catch because he's right in there. And he's really the only other field stretcher that we have uh, besides Watson. When they were both out, you could see LeFleur obviously tighten up. I, I hated the play con. I think I you know called it out in our chat about how many were, you know, the end arounds and the Jay. Oh, Reeves man. Like, how, how many times can we run that play? Well, and, it's... And, and he just gets into these it, earlier in the year. Right. He ran like. Those turn that turn back screen like a yeah. number of times, and I I I get it. I think that's what Aaron Jones scored on in, in in Chicago, but that was week one. Like people know how you're setting up, they know when you're when you're your place and where you're you're lining up. Like what players are going to be called? They did the the uh, the screen that Musgrave scored on, like that. Yeah, you know, look left, look right, and down the middle, and and I think that's um 
That's definitely a McVeigh system because yeah. I think um, Shanahan read it a year ago, and then they had a highlight about Seattle scored on it in their game uh, on Sunday, and it was the exact same play. So, um, anyways, it's just uh, he gets he gets in these, and I don't know, he just got less creative and thought he could run these plays because you get that two point conversion that that changes the whole game. Oh yeah. Um, you're going over, you're going to overtime yeah, and, and who knows, who knows what happens there. And, yeah. and yeah, I think with LaFleur, it's like he tries to sometimes outsmart the defense. Um, You'll appreciate this. My, my dad referred to our old high school football coach as he was like, Oh, that was that kind of play calling uh, for, for what we saw out of, uh, out of Lafleur on Monday night. And I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, he just need. you're right. He gets in his own way a little bit. He overthinks it. And with these, sometimes these blitzing defenses, when things aren't going right, he starts going back to what works instead of just play your shit, do your thing. Like, it'll be very interesting to see if they abandoned the run completely against the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers have been really great against the run and absolute mm-hmm. dog shit against the past and i think they're missing some guys too so it's like all right i don't want to abandon the run but i will say if people are bitching about them not running the ball enough on sunday kind of watch ball like i I hate to do that but it's like that's what the buccaneers want to do they want to stop the run so they shouldn't be running ball on first down they really shouldn't be running on second down they should be running the ball only when it, it it truly matters yeah. And if you are, I mean, you, you want to be careful with, with Aaron, right. You want to bring him back kind of right. slow. You've got Jaden Reed. You like, you can use him in, in different ways. Yes. You can right. use him running the ball. Like you kind of have his, and, and you, Patrick Taylor's look pretty good. You know, I think just can't get out of bounds. Just, yeah, just can't uh, get out of bounds. Can't, can't get out of bounds. If, uh, and, like, you know, under- Kendrick, Kendrick, you got enough guys that can do enough. Yeah. Right? Kind of just give you some speed, you know, Kendrick, not the fastest guy, but and you have enough guys, you can get a couple carries out of them, preserve Jones as you need to. But if you've got a healthy roster, even if Watson's not there with Wicks, you know, you've got your healthy, you know, kind of stable of, mm-hmm. of receivers. Tucker Crafts paid a lot better as oh, yeah. of late. Uh, I'm excited as hell for this, this core of this receiver group. And I think you even mentioned just like, having when when Musgrave come back like getting these two oh, yeah. I think that's one oh. of the best things that happened for Tucker Craft was that Musgrave injury so he's like all right throw me in the shit and and see how we do and I, I think when they both get healthy being able to kind of use them as weapons will be huge oh yeah um, they're gonna but, they're gonna run so much single back it's gonna make your head spin they're just gonna yeah. run two tight ends two wide receivers one running back and that's gonna be the entire offense and it's yeah. gonna be Wicks and Watson probably and that's your that's it. And then you'll, yeah. you'll do one with, you know, yeah, you can do so much. And yeah, I, I agree. I, I cut you off there, but it's, no, it's no. I'm excited. I'm excited for it as well. And yeah, I think that this is a game you, you can't lose. Like, I, I think this is one where I wouldn't, well, I guess I qualified as a must win because it's like, if you can't beat a team that's coming up front, yes, the weather isn't that great, but it's in the elements it's, you know, in colder weather and you can't beat them you don't deserve to be in the playoffs i think that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of it like yeah and, and and this has to be a this has to be like nuts on the table jordan love Matt totally absolutely right it's like hey you were you were riding riding high for a while jordan and he didn't look i i'll give it yes the, the interception and the fumble were bad but it wasn't like he was making bad decisions with the mm-hmm. ball he was just he was just inaccurate for whatever it was whether it was the wind whether Man, it was yeah. the weather the ball whatever 
he was just inaccurate and we we haven't seen we really haven't seen that inaccuracy out of him all all year like he'll you know earlier in the year he was you know a little tight and this and that and other than that his you know obviously his deep ball has improved it still needs a lot of work but like a five yard out you know four yard hitch like he doesn't usually miss those as bad as he was so uh, this is come back, get back, remind people of who you've been the last couple games that you you deserve to be here. And um, yeah, I, I agree. It's it doesn't feel like it, but it it is a must win game. In, oh yeah, you know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you have to you have to get out there. The other interesting thing that's like a weird nugget about the Buccaneers is they've only played in two outdoor road games this year. They played a lot of dome games this year too. So mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, are some of their stats inflated? Um, is it some of it just a little over the top? And yeah, I think in general, you just, you have to make sure you don't let Mike Evans beat you. You have Godwin there. You also have to, you know, force Baker into doing some Baker things. Mm-hmm. And and he usually is good for a couple interceptions. And that's what you, you got to hope for. I I think the Packers win. I don't feel... I feel pretty good about that in terms of that as well. I, I also think when the NFC South leaves the NFC South, it's usually not very good. And mm-hmm. I, I think I think the Packers can win this game comfortably and you know take care of business, you know, somewhere in that like 24 to 24 17 range. And so I think I definitely think covering that three and a half is probably probably possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's either like let Mike 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 Jones, Mike Evans go off and, and like contain everybody else Rashad White has actually become a, a fairly decent running back for them and you know Godwin has had moments here and there but it really has been all on the on the shoulders of of Evan so it's almost like you let him do him and you know bend don't break or you just gotta you gotta contain him as much as you can make sure nobody else goes off and like like you said expect Baker to be be Baker so defense is gonna defense is gonna get tested this game too totally. um so yeah it's a big one Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, anything else from the Packers that been on your mind? Any questions, any more interrogations you have about, about Packers? Uh, um, no, I just, man, I don't know. Uh, where are you at with, with Barry? Are you fire wow. him at the end of the year? Yeah. Well, I, I saw Justice Muscata, uh, who writes for, I think, Acme Packer, had this today. Where is it? I'll find it. It was, a, it was great. I was like, it was perfect because it it's like it sounds so Packers. It hurts, unfortunately. He goes, uh, what did he say? I had a couple Marquette tweets. Um, Matt replacing Barry with another dude, speaking of Brandon Staley, he's coached with to run the same system, which Matt said over and over again he wants in the NFL, would be very predictable. So, yeah, Brandon Staley, your new defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers next season. Yikes. Would you yeah, want that. him or would you want would you want the hot name in the streets right now in Al Harris? Okay, so here's the thing about Al Harris. Al Harris is a like I love the fact that Al Harris is falling out. Like I mm-hmm. I love Al Harris. I will always remember the Al Harris pick six because you were having a party at your house and there yeah. was someone talking shit about the Packers. I forget who it was, one of your family members. And <laughs> I, I, I like, I vividly remember it. Like, Oh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. And then Al Harris picks it off. It was incredible. And, but I saw, but there was like a comment by Chris Collinsworth in one of the broadcasts where he's like, yeah, Al Harris says he doesn't really coach. He just kind of lets the guys play. And yeah, I was they, like, they inter- uh, they, he talked about that on the, on the broadcast. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm like, why the fuck do you want this guy as a coordinator if he's not really coaching? Like, all due respect, like if that's how you do it, that's great. Like, I feel like Al Harris would be a better like Antonio Pierce or Dan Campbell, where he's yeah. like a, he's like an interim or he's like a head coach, and like he's just a vibes guy, and and that's what that's what he is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, yeah, it uh, wasn't it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like he doesn't coach. It's basically like we don't we don't coach up a scheme. Like we play within yeah, our yeah, scheme, yeah, yeah, yeah. but. We are literally studying the intricacies of other receivers we're playing. Yeah. So, like, yes, he is coaching, yeah. but he's like, I don't scheme these guys up. It's no, like we, it's we teach them to look at this. We teach them to look at this. How is he lining up? It's like um, so. Yeah, or, I was. Yeah, no, I I agree. I know what you were. Yeah, no, I I think out of the defensive guys that I could want, like Salah is top top of the list. Like Salah is. Is he, is he really going to leave? For a no, 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 if, coordinator no, if, position, he, if he gets like, fired, if he gets fired, fire, excuse me, guy has seven I kids, just, he has yeah. to work. Like, there's no way he's gonna take a year off to be with his seven kids. That's yeah. just no, yeah, he, I'm sorry, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, you know, laterally or or room or you know, take a step back. I think if he's fired, like, I don't, I don't know, like, is he trying to? Yeah, that's no, my thought. He might, like, he might get a head coach, you're right, he might sometimes. I would love him, I would love him too. No, and I would look there. Um, if Evro got left uh, Carolina, like as bad as Carolina has been, like Evro is like a stud. He was a Packers quality control coach uh, in the past. Like I, I think you would look there. I would look at, I don't want Jim Leonard. Like Jim, anyone who wants Jim Leonard is just a badger homer. Like yeah. I, Jim Leonard runs the same system as Mike Patton. Mike Patton was this guy. Like, why do we want that again? So, yeah. and that's the same with Staley. Like, why, like, yeah, Staley at one time was an offensive, ma- defensive mastermind, but he kind of needs to do like the, and I don't know if the NFL has a version of this, like the Nick Saban go back, like be an offensive, like, or a defensive assistant. Maybe he goes to Alabama for a year, right? And then it's like, you know, he gets, he goes back to rehab essentially. And then it's like, oh, he's now, he's not ready to coach again. Uh, I don't if know. If he was ever, if he was ever a defensive stalwart, it's certainly not showing tonight. Are you, do you have the game on? I just, I just saw the score. It's, <laughs> uh, shit. it's one of the most, it's one of the craziest things I've watched. They've had two defensive touchdowns in the second half of a, Nose guard ran back a fumble where Easton Stick got absolutely drilled. It was oh my god, one of the and just this big boy. Hey, this game has just been awesome. I mean, it has everything. Uh, Alec Erickson, shout out to Wisconsin Badgers getting a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, you bet, you bet. Um, anything else Packer wise before we talk nightlife? No, no, yeah, I'm uh, Hopefully, uh, yeah, we get this this one on Sunday, and and maybe we're chatting pre pre playoffs again. But yeah, it playoffs yeah. back on. Absolutely, no, you gotta you gotta take care of business. Like, and then I'll be nervous as shit for Carolina, because Carolina. <laughs> no, I, I I've been saying you've heard you've heard me say it. You listen a lot. You're a loyal listener. We appreciate that. And so I don't need to tell the audience again, but it's it's scary. And mm-hmm. then yeah, I, I think you know, and so as we transition, reminder. It's the 12 bars of Christmas. Is that right? I got that right. The, the, and yep. so, and then we're at the brewery 12 to three. We love the brewery. We go, we've gone there a bunch, me and my friends, and it's a good spot. Harp, always a good time in the afternoon, three to six, probably a little rowdier uh, for, for our older crowd, but still, you still catch a vibe at, at the Harp and at three to six. And then Sophie is a great nightcap spot. So if you can't make it out for the bars of Christmas, 
can do the Sophie at night. And you've been playing Sophie a lot. You're there for New Year's as well, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, twelve bars of Christmas is kind of a very scaled down version of uh, of the Shamrock Shuffle. Um, still, it's still a well attended event, but it's always fun to kind of get out there and. You know, with the weather being nice, it'll be even better. Um, you know, certainly for the harp crowd with the with the patio. But yeah, it's a it's a fun like you know daytime thing. I you know mentioned to you, I initially had a gig from six to nine, which would have just been you know in, in, insanity, and it's not on something I've on I haven't done before. But um, that that gig got got canceled, and so now from like six to ten, I have this window of opportunity, and obviously Bucks play at five. You've got all the NFL games, right? Steelers, Colts are on at three thirty, and then you've got the the Broncos, Lions at, at night. So it's a great Saturday of, of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and so I might just have to to bounce around and and enjoy some some beverages and and see some friends that I haven't seen um in a while. But yeah, it'll be a fun night. And uh, yeah, Sophie for the nightcap, one of my one of my spots. I'll be there be there New Year's as well. I will say, um. Uh, and I think I mentioned this in our group chat. So when Dallas was in town, oh, I um, wanted to ask you about this. Great. Yeah, Go so da- so I didn't get a chance to, but yeah, I uh, you know had a celebrity in town. I played for a lot of athletes, um, but I never played for a billionaire. I think that was the text I said. So Dallas, the Mavericks were in town Saturday night. I was there Friday, and uh, Sal, the owner, shout out to Sal, came up to me. He was like, "Hey, Mark Cuban likes your music," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah mark mark cuban likes your music and i was like he's like yeah he's over there i'm like no way so i like i'm you know i'm playing but I'll, i put my headphones down and i start to walk towards the bar and sure enough he's just sitting there kind of by him. i don't know if he was with anybody he was just kind of sitting on one of the smaller tables by the bar uh enjoying himself and you know kind of just vibing and so i was like no no way and i i just i didn't get a chance it was it was busy enough in there where I couldn't, you know, walk up, but our our friends Henny and some of the Andrews, shout out to them, walked in and said they they saw him, shook his hand, um, on the way in, and uh, so that was that was pretty cool. I have I've never played for a billionaire before, and That's... he wasn't in there long, maybe maybe an hour, and, and again, like I said, I don't know if he was there with with anybody, but. Um, to be amongst the common folk in Milwaukee, it was, it yeah, was pretty cool. I like that... I like cubes, and, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, he did say Shibuya deserved ball today, but that's okay. We'll forget. We'll forgive that for that yeah. story. Like that's no, Can't that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Though I mean, to get like that kind of compliment, like that's like sky high. Like I know, cool. it, yeah. you know, it's like oh, oh, great. Like one of the, like maybe all of a sudden Mark asks Sal, like, hey, can this guy come down to Dallas and play? Like you know, can, can, <laughs> can we get get him for a uh, my daughter's like nineteenth birthday party? And he can he. How much does that cost? Can I can I fly you down or stuff like that? And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden you're on a PJ and we're <laughs> and we're living. And then I yeah. and then I become your your E to your uh to your Vinny Chase. Like uh, <laughs> I've already told Murph that uh that I would be his E, but I, I can loan out my services to multiple talented friends. Like I, oh, yeah. I it's it's definitely there. Uh no, that's that's certainly cool. Um, one, well, one other thing I wanted to mention that's certainly gone viral is, uh, you know, the merger of of entertainment and DJing into the sports world. I don't, I'm sure yeah. you saw. So Chris Villa, who is one of the most talented DJs that I've watched, he's got in, just incredible ta- turntablism. It's incredibly creative. Yeah, he was the DJ at the Phoenix Sun game that oh, used yeah. that Steve Kerr sample um and to see him like on that stage like like i said he in the dj world he's like top tier right everybody knows him he's so creative he's you know so well respected 
extremely talented. And um, it was really cool to see, you know, him. And I, I saw the Kerr kind of responded. He's like, you know, I might have to put something together for him, like as a joke, like as his kind of right. get back. So, um, but seeing that and like, you know, I don't know him personally, but just, you know, you follow these guys and you kind of feel close to them. Um, that was so cool. And I was just like, man, that's, that's just who he is. He's super creative, puts out a lot of content. And uh, it was kind of a cool, uh, cool thing to see. And I got a buddy who works um, with the Phoenix Suns in their operations. And he said, like, the crowd went insane when he played that. Oh, I so bet. It's, it's, it's... That, that's, that's, all, that's all great. I mean, I think that that is, you know, the entertainment DJ space is crazy. I feel like it's it's ever growing where it's like some, so, you know, Shaq has kind of made his own. Shaq does everything. Does Paris yeah. Hilton still DJ or does that she give up on that? <laughs> she um no, she she doesn't have she's a she's a mom now, but uh I right. think I think she does still do she's like she doesn't tour or anything, but I right. think like for the right price, she still I want to say it was in Chicago not long ago, but she'll still do yes, she'll still do gigs, but it's not like she's consistently who, doing who it. would you say is probably the cringiest one out of all of them? I, I may have an answer, but I cringiest out of like the celebrity like the DJs? celebrity, yeah. Whether it's like Instagram or just celebrity in general, where you're like, all right, man, like or a woman like this is um, this is a little much. I mean, Brody Jenner has been like doing that too. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, know. like I don't know if he still does, but he he did it for a little bit, and I'm just like, come on, you're not you're not how really fuck, doing this. How like, fucking old is Brody Jenner? Like he I has to know. be he has to be fifty. James Kennedy like is actually you know a a, a DJ, somewhat of a DJ like he from he produces his own stuff, but like when he first started, I'm like, this guy's a clown. The DJ, um, the James Kennedy line about where he was playing in Georgia, like, like you could have booked that, like anybody could have. Where he's like, oh, I'm playing with Cascada, and and oh like, did you see that? I didn't. Vanderbilt? I don't know if I saw. No, I didn't. Oh, and, you, and I'm close uh, to it, but but I I, I didn't see that. I, there, so he's like talking about his DJ gig. He's playing this like festival in Georgia, and he's like way down the fucking list, and it's like, and it's just you're getting. <laughs> I mean, he's, and no disrespect, but like I. I when he first started, I'm like, you're just getting booked because you're a name and you can bring right. fucking 30, 40 girls to to the yeah. club that just want to see you. But um, I don't know, man. When I first when I first kind of the wave of like people just wanting to DJ, um, yeah. there's a lot of cringy shit. There's the dude sick kick. I don't know if you've heard. You've probably wow. seen his videos. He's got a mask on. And he does like these really like clever mashups, but he's yeah. been called out like a million times because he's not really doing it live. It's all like pre-recorded stuff. And he's trying to pretend like it's live. And it's like, dude, they're cool edits. We get it. But like, don't pretend like you're yeah. super clean and this is like done live. And a lot of people have called him out for like pre-recorded sets and stuff like this. Yeah. So like he's he's one that I, I haven't seen a ton of lately. But um yeah, I would love to hear yours because I feel like I haven't seen a, a ton. I feel like more like you know, DJs have gotten back, like the actual talented, uh, like good DJs so, and producers have gotten back into it. The, the only one I saw flying around was Summer Ray, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think you're a DJ. Like, that's that's not there." I have not seen that. Yeah, might want to um, do might want to do some research. Um, but yeah, that's, Chantel that's, Jeffries, she was. Oh, on, that's another one. Yeah, that's she was at seven twenty. Um, man, two years ago, maybe three years ago, and I was like. Huh? What? <laughs> she's actually and she's actually booked in Chicago like a couple in a couple months, I think. But I'm just like, come on. 
it's just like this again you know, i get it if how, you're a bar owner and, and yeah it, it makes you gotta sense, you gotta make money right um how how have the requests been have they been worse have they been better or how are we how are we doing are you still getting bombarded or um <laughs> it's funny i was uh i was gonna compliment kind of the industry because i feel like it's been been pretty good i've like and this is not because because of me and i'm like you know everybody's coming to see me but i like crowds lately have been really good awesome. um i think it's just like people miss being out and having, you know, DJs and, um, you know, I think kind of just fully getting back into the swing of things. I, I will say I played at RWB the other day, had a, had a, you know, good crowd. I hadn't played there in a while. And these girls just kept coming up and they were requesting like Black Betty and like older, like ACDC stuff. And when you, and they kept coming up. So I'm like, I just got to shut them up. Like sometimes I'll just play a request. So I stop yeah. seeing them or stop hearing right. them. And, and you have to be careful with that. Cause it can like, if you're playing for two people in a crowd of 300, it's like, yeah. it can throw the vibe off. Um, not that it did, but I, I just wanted to get rid of them as quickly as possible. So yeah. they had like an ACDC one and like some other rock one that I mixed in later that, uh, I was just like, all right, I'm, I played your two requests of so the songs to come. Like I'm done. I'm not asking you another one, but, um, no, no, I request, request. I, and again, it, it depends on where you're at, but they haven't been bad um i'm trying to think like the most requested song like what's the hot requested song it, it was ski like in yeah. the summer right and um yeah now it's kind of like a a mixture of bad bunny requests and it's Monaco, it, bad bunny's yeah. been yeah monaco's a big one um it's a great over the, you know too, over the, right? the last it, year it's that, awesome it's a great song i mean he yeah. he, he doesn't miss like bad, bad bunny wow. songs this is so good well, um, it, it was also so funny. I'll let you think about it, but it's so uh, funny how bad like that Jack Harlow Thanksgiving performance was when like the single oh that he put God, out was yeah. actually is actually pretty good. It's I great. don't know. Yeah, I, it's like, great for a club. Right. And it's perfect. It's a little short, but it's like there. Um, you know, I also I just can't believe I think musically, I can't believe that all these songs are like two minutes now. And I know they're built for TikTok. I get it. Yeah. But it's like it's kind of just like there's something to like the three minute, three and a half minute song. Like, uh, I Tate McRae is fine dance pop, but it's like her songs are like two minutes. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, I love like the sad girl shit. Like, like I enjoy Tate McRae and like Olivia Rodrigo, yeah. maybe not as, as much, but like I, I enjoyed Tate McRae's early stuff. Some yeah. of the like greedy you can play, uh, oh, yeah. but some of, some of the stuff is just like you have to find an edit of it. Oh, yeah. Um, or else yeah, it's, Olivia it, it's not gonna work. Uh, yeah, good Swift. I mean, that's that's oh, yeah. is is especially now that she's kind of re revamping her catalog. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mon Monaco's a good one. That's Bad Bunny is still still for like the last like year or two. Um, continues to just put out heat. Well, yeah, I I think I underestimated Brad Bunny. I, I think we had a we had a show in like summer where you're, I was like, oh, Bad Bunny would be good for like. American Family Field, they're like, no, you fucking fill Lambo. Like, you have no mm -hmm. idea. Like, mm -hmm. or I don't know if that was. I think we were potting. We were talking. Yeah, we about were. That. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, no. And I underestimated. Then I was like, okay, yeah, it's he's just he he's massive and he can do kind of whatever he wants. And so yeah, it's 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 good. And yeah, definitely go check checking out. As we said, lot to do, lot going on with the NFL, Packer, or the the Bucks. Um, you also, I don't know if any bar will have Peacock, but you have Arizona Purdue, um, sad mm. on Saturday. So that'll be awesome. Um, but 
yeah, it should be uh should be an awesome week. And uh anything else anything else that we missed? No, man. Yeah, let's uh, if you're out Saturday, let's let's share a beer, let's let's watch the game or whatever. And uh yeah, let's have a nice weekend, get this this Bucks dub and, and yeah. roll on into the Packers with, with another win too. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back on Monday. We'll recap everything from the weekend. We'll also do Marquette. I didn't we didn't talk about Marquette because I wouldn't get for Shannon with that. Little yeah. little it, tight there at the yeah. end. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was not a great game. Uh the grades will not be pretty um on Monday's show, but we'll do grades and get ready for the biggie season as well. So stay tuned for that. Sorry to my Marquette peeps who uh enjoy the content. But yeah, it's well it's just we don't need you don't need like a two hour podcast. That's just not, that's just unnecessary. Um, especially against St. Thomas, but thankful for a win. Cause yeah, we would have had to talk about it if they had, they lost and that would not, <laughs> that would not have been good. Would not have been good at all. So, all right, but all right, take care. Check out. We'll see you soon, buddy. And uh, have a good one.